We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. All right, welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. As always, subscribe on iTunes to the PGP. Search Permission Granted. You'll see us there, our four ugly mugs, and you can subscribe. And then every single PGP that pops out, you'll have on your iTunes feed also. It's on the normal DA Show iTunes feed, and it's on our website, DA, on CBS.com. Mraz, it's a big day because, well... Another Nomad episode featuring you was released today to the masses. And I thank you for allowing my star to continue to rise here. A lot of up-close shots at at food biting. And really a lot of what I do best was featured in Nomad this week. So I was glad to be a part of it in what was, uh, I would say, the special edition lengthy version. Almost like when Dateline goes from an hour to an hour and a half on NBC. That's, that's the way I felt about this Nomad. It was a double feature. I usually keep it within nine minutes, sometimes seven, eight, nine. It has not reached 10-minute mark yet. No double digits Today was a 14-minute release, but... Holiday special. It was a holiday special, Halloween special, and I felt like I couldn't... It wouldn't be fair to split the two up. You guys and all of us tasting the Halloween foods, combined with Tiffany Oshinsky from SI.com tasting the pumpkin beer, I felt it had to be all part of the same episode. It was all pumpkin-themed. It was all Halloween-themed. I thought you did an excellent job with it. And if I have to say, if you're worried for for going lengthy on episodes, and I get that, is people's attention span and all of that, you have picked the catchiest little theme song for this episode Mm. that really brought the episode along (laughs) and has had me singing since watching the feature, and I'm sure anybody who sees it will be singing. It's some kind of Halloween song that just basically says nothing but Halloween, (laughs) Halloween, and and you can't help but hum along, sing along, and that carries you 14 minutes. You look up, you go, that was 14 minutes, and then you're singing the rest of the day. It really, I thought it moved quick, and I I had to chop a lot of stuff out of it to make sure it didn't hit. The first version was like 19. Whoa. And I said, Director's cut? Yeah, I couldn't keep it at 19, so I had to keep splicing, splicing, splicing. By the time I got to 14, I said, look, if I really wanted to, I could get it at 12. But then I'm missing good stuff. I thought we had every single thing that we ate, all the snacks, were everything had a funny line in it. So That's I true. I couldn't have eliminated any of that food. And you did a couple good slowdowns on a couple of the lines to make sure it hammered home with the audience what was going on there. Right. And then with Tiffany, I mean, we only tried three beers. There was a lot of, of interaction of Tiff and I in between the three beers, but I didn't think it ever dragged too long. 
And then we also ate in the middle of it, but really the eating part is like no more than 45 seconds. And you still got to get that in there and really represent and show to the companies that be watching this that you were eating to soak up the alcohol before returning to work. <laughs> um, and I just brought this up to you in the newsroom. Of, I think the most suspenseful moment of this episode, again, we're talking about Nomad, you can check that out on YouTube, is that... <laughs> There's a moment there where you show some kind of pomegranate salad and a guacamole burger, and you're going, okay, well, these are the two foods they're bringing to the table here, and you're going, okay, well, Tiffany's going to have the salad, and you're going to tear into the burger. And there's Tiffany, great scene as, as she plops the bun on the, on the burger there, really cinematic. That was and my then, favorite shot of the Nomad episode. Perfect, and you see the guacamole squished down there, and then she tears into the burger, and you go, hold on a minute, it's like the ending of The Sixth Sense. You didn't see it coming, and you're going, we're going to turn to DA eating a salad while he drinks beers, and out of nowhere, another burger appears. Right. So I thought, really, my heart was in my stomach at that moment. Okay. I thought that was the climax okay. of the episode, <laughs> and I was glad, you know, it turned out okay. <laughs> You were terrified I was going to be eating salad with my pumpkin beer. Yeah, because that's how you lose street cred real quick. Yeah. You know, but you didn't. You didn't. Who did eat the salad? We kind of like both picked at it a little bit. Okay. It was just like a side salad. But you know what? I didn't really. Yeah, we we just both picked at it a little bit. Okay. That's fair enough. Because it made a shot and then you never saw it again. Yeah. Well. It's interesting. It's like Shelly Duncan getting called up by the Yankees. I've got a couple of people commenting when I release these weekly webisodes about how fat all the stuff I eat is. I mean, it's very fattening. I mean, right. I'm never eating anything healthy because no. that's not interesting. Oh, so that was in the back of your mind here? Uh, no, but I, I, I shot it. We, we both were like, should we get like a salad on the side just to kind of like pick at? And yeah, yeah, why don't we do that? Um, because they both came with fries, and we both demolished and devoured the burgers and then got the fries as well. But then I was like, maybe I'll just leave this on the cutting room floor. And I said, you know you know what? Let me at least keep it in. The shot was good of it. it I thought it looked fairly appetizing. And it would be really fat of me to have ordered the salad <laughs> and then not even, you know, featured it in the actual episode. That's true. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense for the cameo there, but you have to know that that was suspense. And I think if you're really looking to capture a thrilling moment <laughs> and a suspenseful moment in an episode, that's absolutely where you turn to in a moment like that. So, um, yeah, I thought uh, one of my favorite parts also of the episode is you and Joe D., like kind of fighting back and forth while I'm out of the room. <laughs> the camera is rolling on you two guys, and you're like shoving something in his face, and he's like hitting you. It looked like get two, out of me, get out, get away from it's me. Like a big brother, little brother. That's thing. true, and you know what's that's really a genuine moment because we don't even think of the camera rolling in that. It's kind of what goes on in the control room and breaks anyway. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know it was good that you got to capture that. I thought a lot of the close up scenes of me chewing were kind of grotesque. Yeah. But uh, I guess kind of like a horror movie that has its own clientele as well that people are looking for that. Uh, again, the episode of No Man makes you really think my li- rethink my life. Is the gut was looking pretty big in that sweatshirt? <laughs> but it's all about the angles, I guess. The iPhone camera definitely added fifteen pounds. Were you were you surprised I kept in the S bomb? Yes, because when you said it during filming, I laughed and I said, "This is the stuff nobody gets to see." When you left it in there, I said, okay, we're getting a little edgy. <laughs> usually usually we go for the family fun and the family friendly, but if this is the way we're turning, you know, kind of like reverse Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler goes from some really raunchy comedies, and all of a sudden he's a family man, and you went the reverse of that. You went family man to raunchy comedy. So I found that pretty interesting, pretty intriguing. You know, I don't know if this is stupid of me, but I actually thought, I wonder if YouTube allows you to curse on it. 
Oh, for sure. I've yeah. definitely seen curses on YouTube. Okay. For sure. Okay. Now, my question would be, because if you're a family of four that's sitting down at the PC to watch Nomad, is this something they can expect more of? <laughs> or is this going to be the rarity in episodes? <laughs> You know, it's expensive to take your family to the ballpark. It's a little easier to sit down and watch Nomad. Plug in the HDMI cord into the Samsung. You get nine minutes, keeps the attention span, the whole deal. But if this gets, gets away from family fun, I don't know where we're going. Real racy. Real racy. Well, you know me. I, I, like to, uh, I like to keep the show relatively clean. I like to keep my content relatively clean. But I, look, let's face it. Uh, the cotton candy candy corn or the candy corn cotton candy smelled like garbage. Yes. So what I described it as is literally what it smelled like. Touche. You know what? But that made everybody picture the smell. And again, that that candy, corn, cotton candy, we were all led to believe would taste like candy corn. And it deserves an S-bomb when you're not even giving us the crappy product we were expecting, but something crappier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. At least it wasn't raw cauliflower. I'll make that. Exactly right. Uh, so your newest episode, the Halloween edition of the Nomad web series, is available now on both the YouTube and our Facebook page, and I tweeted it out as well. Uh, you are through the most grueling part of your schedule, Mraz. Monday and Tuesday was cauliflower days for you. You were not yeah. allowed to eat for a full eight hours. And you made it both uh, Monday and Tuesday. Now, Monday was not without uh, some consternation and some some uh, real frustration, yeah, fatigue, I mean, exhaustion, and then us taunting with the Chipotle burritos. It was definitely the hardest grind to get through. Uh, it was the, the hardest part of the schedule. But Tuesday, I really, I flown by living color. But I got to be honest, now here we're on a day three. We're taping this on Wednesday, and I've completed Cauliflower Gate. Uh, I woke up a little under the weather today, and I wonder if it's because I deprived my body for two days. Wow, you think? I think because you got to remember, like you were saying with the weight on the show, right? So I went from gaining nine pounds to quickly losing four, and then I lost another two. So I lost six pounds over two days after gaining nine pounds. I think my body has been thrown into flux, <laughs> going from a crazy intake weekend into basically fasting for two days. And on top of that, the weather <laughs> change, my body is thrown off. I woke up with a head cold. I, I felt mentally and, and physically weak. Huh. So now I didn't know what to do today. I had grilled chicken and Sour Patch Kids. I, I figured I'll eat healthy and eat like garbage in the same day and oh, hopefully good. balance it out. Good, good, good. So that, good. that's the, that's kind of where I'm going here. Yeah, I don't know what your body must be thinking, man. It must just be really, uh, really grinding right now. It is grinding. It is grinding. But you know what? The bottom line is this. When we look back at this bet, we'll, we'll remember me not as a welcher. And I think that's that's most important for the historical There's books. no question you needed to redeem yourself after looking like you were looking for the loophole. I was Palmero wagging my finger at Congress. Right. But ultimately, I didn't get pegged in the end as a liar. You right, know what I mean? Right. I, pa I paid off the debts, and I would think... While some might still remember me this week as a welcher, by three weeks this will have blown over and they'll start circling their dates for the next eating challenge. Yeah, I mean, your integrity was on the line and uh, the the listeners were calling you out and they were not going to let you get off scot-free and I, I appreciated them for holding your feet to the fire and it forced you to do what was the right thing, which was to eat the cauliflower. Yeah, and, and I'm glad the listeners, I'm glad, for all those listeners that have my back and didn't want me to give in, I will forever be indebted to them. Mm. Uh, they're always, the gates are always open in Chubbo Nation for them. That was Harrison and Anchorage specifically. For sure, and you know, it just feels good to, to know that my mindset wasn't false and that no matter what kind of propaganda you and Joe tried to spin, ultimately there were people out there hearing my side and understanding my side, and for them I thanked them because it made me prove that I am not crazy, and in fact I did have a vendetta against me, and I, I, I was right. Will this um, make you hesitant to bet again? Yep. 
Yep, 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 yep. It's always nice when you win the bet. When you lose the bet, it's not so nice. And knowing how I feel today, I think food enters tattoo ter- territory as far as I don't want to I don't want to bet it. Wow. And I had no problem with the sea. I would have rather eaten the ghost chili again, which was really sp- spicy, burn my throat, than have to eat cauliflower. That's how that's how bad this bet was for me. So I've been there with the food bets. I gotta find something else to bet. You know, you want me to run around naked in Central Park, I'll do that if that means I'm not gonna get arrested. I'd rather have a bet that way than have to eat cauliflower. You'd rather have batteries thrown at you. For sure. I'd take. The, I'd rather take the pain that's instantaneously than basically be tapping on the floor week after eight hours. I can't do it. But and, what, what and happened, also, cauliflower what, should be banned from the country. It's what terrible. happens? Well, what was the worst part? Was what was worst about paying off the debt? Was it the eight hours you were not allowed to eat, or the eating the cauliflower? Hmm. I think eating the cauliflower because yesterday, as much as it stunk, wasn't as bad as the day before. Because actually, having to taste that cauliflower again was. Oh. So interesting. So if I gave you the option of fasting for eight hours or eating a Chipotle burrito and then eating three pieces of cauliflower. Oh, I'd choose the fasting. You'd choose the fasting? I would. That's how bad the cauliflower was. I don't. It's no good. It's no good. (laughs) It should not exist. That seems insane. No, I'm telling you. You'd rather not eat than eat your favorite thing combined with a little bit of cauliflower. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It'll never be on my table again. Never again. I'll eat broccoli, snap peas, string beans, any kind of vegetable you want to throw at me. I'm not eating cauliflower. Ever again. It's banned. It's on the no-fly list. Is there anything in that realm outside of cauliflower? What else is on that level? Brussels sprouts. Get lost. (laughs) And mushrooms, too. I don't like mushrooms. Wow, this is interesting. Uh, So... Uh, Brussels sprouts. Water chestnuts. When I was a kid, uh, my mom made, and that's the old cliche thing, kids hate Brussels sprouts. So my mom made steamed Brussels sprouts when I was a kid, and I thought they were horrendous. The worst. I really was like, this is the only thing, and my mom's a good cook, that was the only thing that like made me gag. I will not eat Brussels sprouts ever again. But now... I've developed a little bit of a taste for Brussels sprouts, specifically roasted. I mean, roasted Brussels sprouts is really good. You ever have it with, like, some olive oil, chopped bacon is in there? I don't like the texture. It's all about the texture for me. I'm not a texture guy on Brussels sprouts. And you know what? You you sound like my wife. You sound like my mother. Always trying to sell me on different ways to make it. Any way you slice a Brussels sprout, I don't want it anywhere near my mouth. Really? Because they do, um, like, a baked Brussels sprout. And it doesn't really feel like a vegetable. No. I, you could be Bubba Gump and try to tell me there's 11 different ways to cook a Brussels sprout. I'm not having it. Brussels sprouts and, and, and cauliflower are out, and they're never to be included in a bed again. Ever. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. That's it. We've had it. Huh. Yes. Wow. Okay. You're putting your foot down. Here. Putting my foot down, planting it, planting the flag. That's the end of it. <laughs> Very adamant. Very adamant. Not having it. Um... Since Halloween just passed, did you end up eating copious amounts of uh, candy? I did today. I had Sour Patch Kids and three little bags of peanut butter M&Ms. Did you get them from Halloween? Uh, I got them from what was left over at my parents' house from handing out on Halloween. Okay. Apparently, my dad hid the M&Ms. He bought them for trick-or-treaters but handed out everything else and lied to my mom that they'd run out of candy, but he hid the M&Ms downstairs. What a power move that is. That's you know what? The man knows a, what he wants. That's a, such a smart move. He went shopping for the candy? Yes, and then as he realized that they were running out of candy, he he knew he was buying what he wanted, and he didn't want to see the M&Ms run out, so he hid the M&Ms. Come on. That's that's the way you run a household. That's the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just happy that you were able to get your Halloween candy in. 
and add the nine pounds over the weekend and to lose six as well. I mean, that's that's all good stuff, man. Yeah, who would think, though, that Halloween ventures into the same territory as far as Thanksgiving and Christmas as far as putting on holiday pounds? And maybe that doesn't occur for anybody else, but happens to occur for me. Yeah, I think that other people do put on some pounds around the holidays, but nobody puts on like a nine pack like you do in a weekend. It, it sure is, and I really have to now find it in me to not just go overboard the next couple weekends or really try to cage it in because what happens is if you keep getting behind in the count every weekend, next thing you know, by January 1st, you're blowing up again and you're digging yourself out of a hole again to start the new year. <laughs> you know, next weekend, not this upcoming weekend, next weekend, I'm going to be in Tennessee, Knoxville. So going, jealous. Going down to uh, the Vols game. They play the Wildcats, Kentucky against Tennessee. Uh, I am going to do some massive research for a Nomad episode down there. And uh, if you, I know you're always on the phone with our Tennessee listeners. We've got a great affiliate of 99.1 where I'll be doing my show at Knoxville. We've got a lot of affiliates in Tennessee. If you talk to them off the air, definitely ask them for suggestions for me. I like that. You know what? I think that adds a little something to the show and Nomad. If you can kind of go somewhere where the listeners uh, tell you to go. That's, that's, oh, that's yeah. a good play. Yeah. What, so. so what do you, is Tennessee... Tennessee's not really known for the barbecue like, well, Memphis is, but. Memphis is. Yeah, I don't know about Knoxville. So I'm just going to go down there with um, an empty pallet. I don't know. Is that a Vern game as well? I, it hasn't been announced yet. Okay, because will you go on another Vern hunt? Will that be in the oh, uh, in the course? Cards? Of course, but he's not going to be doing Kentucky, Tennessee. Oh, that's right. It's Kentucky, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh. Nah. But, I mean, it's going to be an important game because Tennessee has slid all the way out of the SEC control seat. And Kentucky's way better than we would have thought. I think Kentucky has four SEC wins, although the SEC East is trash. I wonder if Jared Lorenzen will make the trek up to Tennessee. I mean, imagine the Pillsbury Throwboy. If you meet one of my heroes, I'll be thoroughly disgusted with you. Imagine. That might be better than Vern. That actually Jared might Lorenzen. be. That's tremendous. I should try to track down Jared Lorenzen if he goes to this game. I have a cell phone number. I can put you in touch. Okay. I can put you in touch. <laughs> Imagine I did. I know a guy who knows a guy. Imagine I did an episode with Jared Lorenzen and I just tried to go plate for plate with Let him. Let me tell you something. Nomad is right up Jared Lorenzen's angle there or alley. Yeah. He would have a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're paying. I mean, he'll go all in. I mean, the oh, River, yeah. River Monsters need another 40 pound quarterback, <laughs> 40 pounds overweight. I liked your uh, throwaway line in this week's episode of Nomad. Uh, Nomad's budget is not very high, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys were wondering why I got such crappy candy it's not that high but you know what we this thing could grow the first season of practical <laughs> jokers is very low budget up until season five you, you know the thing could grow it's all about starting from the ground up what's on uh, side b today side b uh me and joe d we're gonna do a little more halloween themed here we're gonna break down the essence of women and costumes on halloween and what joe d is looking for in a costume oh my and the evolution and Quite frankly, if there's women that belong to Chubbo Nation, is it up to their friends to tell them they should not be wearing a certain kind of costume? So if you're really into to girls and what, what has become of their Halloween costumes, Joe D, a bachelor, gives you a full breakdown here on Side B. That sounds quite risque. I like it. That's... <laughs> it's kind of like you dropping an S-bomb on Nomad. We're getting edgy here. Yeah, I guess we are. We're, <laughs> we really are working blue here. All right, that is uh, Side A. Stay tuned for Side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Let's go. Welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. I'm your executive producer of the DA show, Sean Mraz. But you already know that. The Thictator, uh, King Chunk, or uh, the Chunk Man, I believe DA referred to me earlier in the week. <laughs> and I'm joined by Joe, Joe D'Aloisio. Joe, how are you? What's up, Shawnee? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm a little hungry. 
a little hungry. As uh, has been well discussed on the podcast, well discussed on the show. Uh, finally, paying up the debts and paying up the bets is here. And just from your standpoint, I have to ask you: at the time of taping, I am one of one half of the way through, if you will, with the bet. Are you satisfied with the amount of cauliflower I did eat in show one? Uh, yes, because I honestly thought that you weren't even going to try it. That was my biggest concern. And then, you know, if you didn't eat it, then you kind of won. And I didn't want you to win. So I'm glad that DA and I prevailed. Uh, you did. And you know what? I I thought I could play the mental game and not eat. Truth is, you get hungry in eight hours. You do. Yeah. And I had no choice, but I heated it up. I stuck it in there. It's disgusting. It is totally disgusting. But <laughs> I did it, so I'm going to have to do the same today. And by the time most people are hearing this, I will likely have paid off the bet. And I imagine that being done with the bet is going to kind of feel like a prison release. Like, I'll be very You're excited. a free man. I'll be a free man. Uh, nobody could ever call me a welcher again, even though I never was. So Well, you were. It took you long enough to finally pay off the bet. Um but I guess we could eliminate that title for now. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure if I can trust you in terms of making a future bet. I don't know if I'm ever going to make a bet again. That's how uh, that's how difficult of a time you're having with this? Or at least food. Like, so I think what was originally discussed is we had pitched the idea of a tattoo, and I'm out on that. I think tattoo no, bets are so I am lame. not putting a tattoo no, on my body. Not doing that. So the food seemed like the next best option, but I really, it stinks. I did lose four pounds. After, one day. after you gained nine over the weekend. Right. So if I lose another four today, then I basically am back to square zero. So maybe the bet came at the right time. For you know me. what, though? I hate to break it to you, Mraz, but I could guarantee you the minute you start eating dinner again and get your body back going, you're going to put some weight back on. I don't think so. Yes, that's because how I it usually, works. I usually that, lose that's weight how it works. Week, and I'm going to have a good detoxing weekend without any alcohol. Now, I have to ask you a question. After you complete the bet, two days of only eating cauliflower while you are at work, what will be your first dinner as the Thictator returns? I've already made a bunch of grilled chicken for the week, so all three dinners are going to be grilled chicken and vegetables. Okay. And at you least know, I get the protein back in the body. Hold on. You're not fooling anyone. You got some side noodles in there, too. No, no side noodles today. I'm out. Not today, obviously. I mean, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm out. I'm out of the side noodles. Got to go food shopping. So no carbs with that. No Veggies and chicken. Veggies and chicken. Well, you got issue with that? I'm actually surprised. Okay, well, don't be surprised. I'm a man. I can't wait to see you eat pizza later in the week. No, I'm out. I'm out on all that. You know what? We talked about the bed enough, Joe. I think there's something more pertinent we got to get to. Okay. Halloween just passed, okay? Oh, don't get me started. DA and myself did a lot on Halloween last week on the PGP and broke down. We had fun with the coaches, broke down whether we're in or out on Halloween. Joe... You're the bachelor on the show. Halloween has really gravitated and become kind of a strange holiday if you're, let's say, anywhere between 19 and 26 in that it has become a holiday where girls like to show off a lot of skin, not naked by any stretch of the imagination. Very close to it, though. And it becomes a bachelor's paradise, so to speak, of a night where girls, basically, if a girl wants to meet a guy... By the costume they're wearing, they're going to let it be known whether they want to meet a guy or not. This isn't Christmas where you're putting on the nice sweater for mom and dad. This isn't St. Patty. Well, it could be St. Patty's Day when you got, you know, the the leprechaun outfit on. Halloween. I don't know whatever happened. Nobody dresses like a Lucky Charm cereal box anymore. No. You got a lot of hot runny bunny rabbits, hot devils, hot lots of uh, costumes. 
your thoughts uh, in a, as a single man in your position on Halloween, has Halloween become a must-have for somebody your age? Absolutely. And if you don't partake, you are a fool because Halloween is the Hoochie Mama holiday. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that is that under like like when you when you think Thanksgiving, the turkey holiday, Christmas, the presents holiday, Halloween, Hoochie Mama, Halloween, Hoochie Mama holiday. Okay, what was okay? Uh, there's a couple of ways I want to go with this. Here we go. Because how many different Halloween parties did you go to within this weekend? By the way, a weekend in which you're working, but you still made sure to have the time to get to situations. And that that just speaks volume of how important it is for the young bachelors to get out there and enjoy their their, their Halloween weekend and try to go to as many parties as they can. Friday night after the DA show, I was able to go to one party, and then Saturday evening, I was out at a, a bunch of bars, like a strip of bars, and we were just bar hopping around. The hottest girl in a costume you saw was what? And this doesn't wow. mean a girl that you maybe, you know, kissed or whatever you want to say. That's actually very tough. I saw a ton <laughs> of uh, of sexy nurses. Sexy nurses, okay. And a ton of French maids. Did you maids. let them take your polls? Oh, a French maid. A lot of French maids. And, I mean, the French maids... Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, wee oui, wee oui, all the way. <laughs> that uh, is probably one of the most. I don't know. I got to be careful how I word this here. Of course, we could always edit. It is the PGP. But that those costumes are amazing. There's, you know, especially if the hoochie mama is tall, you get you get the long legs, the short skirt. Oh man, was it good? Okay. Now, uh, with these Hoochie Mama costumes and the French maids and whatever, okay, in your mindset, can a girl take herself from a six to a nine based on her Halloween costume, or or is it just that many nines are out, let's say? Oh, no, your stock goes way up. So you, it's almost like having a good combine as a quarterback. Like, if your quarterback decides to throw at the combine, you show off that arm strength, suddenly... A lot of scouts have their eye on you. That's your chance uh, to get a draft stock. You, maybe you wait, like a bachelor like you is waiting for Halloween. Maybe a girl who doesn't get as much play, let's say in December, January, February, is waiting for Halloween to get that play. I'll take it a step further. You flunk the combine, you have an amazing pro day, and now people are thinking, wait a second, this kid could be special. Interesting. So girls, so is Halloween more important for a girl, let's say, an average-looking girl, than it is for a bachelor? It's a, it's an important night or weekend for the lady who's trying to get over the hump. No pun intended? No pun intended. <laughs> okay. Trying to get to that next level. Trying to be go from Ryan Tannehill to at least a Joe Flacco? Exactly. Okay. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be flat-out honest here. If you can't make that jump on Halloween, you have no hope. Wow! So Halloween could actually ruin a girl's career. That'll as make far her. As that'll hanging out with Gotchka. That'll make or break you. Make or break you. And you got to realize, there's thousands of girls out there. A lot of them wearing similar costumes. So you gotta you gotta show what you're working with. Now, are you are you straight going for the sexy costume, or are you in for a girl who maybe knows she's got a good body but decides to dress like Chewbacca? Don't give me the Chewbacca. Don't paint your face. <laughs> I need to see the face. Let me see the sexy costume. So you want to see the sexy costume. So you're not into a girl. What if? But what if a girl did that and she came up to you and tried to talk to you and immediately she could look like Kate Upton, let's say, but you wouldn't know because she says, you know what? I'm not going to put myself out there like that. I would entertain her. 
I would see um, what she has to offer, but I would also have my mind elsewhere. Wow, you'd be okay. I understand that, though. You're working the phones. I mean, the temptation, temptation is a devil on Halloween. I mean, you got so much coming at you. You don't know where to look, where to turn. Everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, there's there's something different. There's something better. Okay. Next step. Okay. As you know, I'm the dictator of Chubbo Nation. Okay? And there's a lot of uh, Chubbo Nation <laughs> members that are females, and that's fine. That's fine. No problem. The whole point of Chubbo Nation is to be proud of what you got. However, there's a line between being proud and being aware. Did you notice any females? Way too many, but you don't even have to ask the question. I'm going to ask the question. Sexy costumes without getting on a scale. Way too many. Way too many of that. That's like uh, that's the chub, the female Chubbo Nation's invitation to try and uh, and show off what they got. Meanwhile, they have nothing but roles, and they oh, should be covered and never exposed. What? Okay. What was the quote-unquote sexiest costume you saw on a bigger girl? On a bigger girl? Yeah. I want description here, Joe. I saw. Hold on. This is actually great. I saw one. I saw one big girl, and I give her a lot of credit. I saw one big girl wearing a baseball uniform, and I said, "You know what? She's got it. She knows that she's not hot, and no one's gonna look at her." Well, you can still be hot and big, right? Yes, yes. But she knew that she wasn't gonna be taking home any A-list. Uh, okay, males. Okay, that's fine. She was going for the C-listers. She was going she for was the out, C's or the D's. She was out for a Jacob Wilkins. Yes, perfect. <laughs> but I would say <laughs> I gave her a ton of credit because she knew that she shouldn't be showing herself off and she kind of looked uh, similar to Mo Vaughn. And oh, she embraced come that. On. Yeah, I'm just being honest. So I don't think I was really she dressed like Mo Vaughn. She wasn't Mo Vaughn. I think she was wearing like a, a Jason Giambi actual well, that jersey. Fits. That fits. Yeah, so uh that it wasn't, wasn't exactly sexy. slender. That wasn't sexy. It wasn't slender. and uh, But she knew she wasn't going to be able to pull off that sexy, and she didn't want to embarrass herself like some of the other ch- female chubbos. Okay. But what what was the most, the costume you, you thought was the most ridiculous looking on a big girl? Oh. Like, were there any French maids that were, you know, oversized? There were, there were a couple oversized French maids. Um, Popeye. Not a, who's the girl that Popeye's always with? Olive oil? Olive oil, yeah. Yeah, I saw one of those. Well, I Big mean, girl. She was probably thinking about chicken cutlets made in olive oil. Yeah, I. you know what? I think you're right. That was, well, I, I, had, to, I had to step away, look away. But those girls find a home in the end, don't they? Most. Yeah, most. Good for them, though. I'm I, proud of them. Why? I don't know. You got to realize. You can't, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I shouldn't be wearing this. <laughs> or don't her friends have to say something to her? But then that's technically being a bad friend. Now, I would... I don't think so. No, 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 no. You're a good friend if you say, you know, um, Charlene, listen, sweetheart, <laughs> that costume's not for you. But you know what? It's Halloween, so I feel like all the friends are like, you know what? Sure, you could pull that off for tonight. Any other night, you got to be a good friend and say... Go as a mummy? Yeah, please. You got to cover that up. But on Halloween, it's like, you know what? And you can embrace it, I guess. Now, did you get into the end zone on Halloween? I scored a touchdown, yes. Oh, did you go for two or kick the extra point? No, I went for two. I, I went for the whole the whole big big bang. Oh, running the Mike Tomlin. I ran the Mike Tomlin offense there. Um, it what was, was the girl wearing? I need a costume. Tinkerbell. Okay. Tinkerbell. And it wasn't too... Tinkerbell? Or, no, I said Tinker. Oh, T. okay. 
Tinkerbell. It wasn't too revealing, but it was pretty sexy. Interesting. It was different. Good for you, Joe. Good for you. I thought I had a successful night. I didn't have a lot of time to work with. It was like a two-minute offense. I had to get down the field quick. Now, is Hall- when Halloween ends, I've heard this from, from somebody, uh, a friend close to mine. I pass this on to you. If you're a male, a young male like yourself, single male, Halloween oftentimes is the last chance to get a good look at what a girl really looks like before, <laughs> uh, let's say, you know, baseball season starts or around St. Paddy's Day. Essentially, it's almost like uh, the last day of water parks open around Labor Day, <laughs> and then that's it. Like, you know, you know, the water park won't open again until Memorial Day. Do you agree? I do agree in a sense. Now it's, it's getting into the uh, time period where these females go into hibernation mode. But they, a lot of turtlenecks. A lot, a lot of, of turtle face jackets. Exactly, and it's very difficult to judge. But at the same time, we're transitioning into another season, legging season. Okay. Okay. Which, you know... It, ev- it brings out shapes of other parts. Exactly. So now, as a young bachelor, you're looking at other parts and trying to figure out, you know what? You're piecing things together. Can that can that one make the roster? Okay. Whereas, you know, it's a little more or, difficult. Or you're stuck playing Ty Montgomery at running back. Exactly. You, you got a real difficult decision. And now, uh, the another thing that's key is you got to try to hit the, hit like the Atlantic City scene. Hit like mm. a, a, a club atmosphere because there's always going to be, you know, long get to leg. A, get to a spot where the jackets are taken off. Jackets are off, short skirts, long legs. It's all in, it's all in play. It's almost like going on vacation. You gotta you gotta make a run down to the border. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta mix up the playbook now where with what you're going with and where you're going. Okay, well now we are we've turned the page in November, Joe, and getting away from the girls' team. We had a little debate in the newsroom. I don't think you were a part of it. You weren't in yet. At what point is it acceptable for Christmas music to be played now that we're past Halloween? Black Friday. No, I disagree. I think today's the day. I think Why? November 1st. No, no. You get a good full two months of it. Way too early. Why do you say? Why do you want way... to wait till Black Friday? It's all, It's not because like you don't until year round. I don't want to hear Santa's coming to town, you know, I, and it's we're so far away. We're not that far away. You know, how, I think we're 60 days out. Are you? Do you have a countdown? What are you, a child? I've already started buying Christmas presents. Yeah, because you're getting discounted deals. Who are you kidding? First of all, my wife might listen to this, so don't say that. Whoops. <laughs> second of all, second of all, dude, we get two months of November, December of good holiday time in, man. You want to listen to Mariah Carey? All I want for Christmas is you. Not yet. Don't be the Grinch. I'm not don't be, be that. Guy. I'm not being the Grinch, but let me get some Mariah Carey on Black Friday when I'm trying to do some shopping, all the way until the New Year. So that's so when you wake up Black Friday, you say, "Okay, it's holiday time." Yeah, not, I, not a minute earlier. Turn the radio station. I'm into listening to some holiday music. Well, do you watch the Thanksgiving parade when Santa comes down? To you know what? I don't watch it. I don't watch it. Thanksgiving. Hell's over. What do you do on Thanksgiving? Yeah. You, you want me to be honest? Uh, I'm pr- I'm probably still in bed from Thanksgiving Eve, or probably throwing up somewhere. Come on, Joe. You don't watch the parade at all. No. No. Be an American, will you? I know your parents are from Italy. Watch the watch out, Roka. Cut that thing open with the turkey knife. Maybe it's bad parenting. It is. What the heck, man? I don't think any. I think it's always on, but nobody's watching it. Oh, you got to see Garfield's balloon waving. Nah, I'm not into that. Come on, bro. Nah, sorry, bro. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Why should I? Ha- I don't have to watch the parade. All it's right, not un-American of me. I just don't get it. One more thing I want to hit with you here okay. before I let you go. I believe we're two weeks out from another spot where you're going to be producing the DA show. Oh, here we go. On a Monday. However, throwing, throwing a little wrinkle in there. I will be attending the Giants-Bengals Monday night game. Big family tailgate we do. The whole deal. 
Must be nice. So you got to slide in on a Monday. You've done this before this football season. One little caveat. Yeah, though. I've done it a couple times this football season, actually. Two times. One little caveat, though. Yes. DA will be in Tennessee going mm-hmm. down to check out Tennessee, and he'll be doing the show from our Knoxville affiliate, and you have to basically talk to him down the line from New York. Wonderful. Do you think that producing for DA while he's on a remote will be easier or harder for you in my shoes? Uh, I think it's going to be easier because I'm not going to have to look at DA. Oh. No, I'm not saying DA is a bad, not a good-looking person to look at. Oh. I mean, you're twisting all my words here. I'm just saying I think it may be easier because if there happens to be some type of slip-up or anything like that, I won't have, you know, the stink eye. The stink eye. Does DA give you the stink eye? I've gotten the stink eye. I've uh, not directly to me, but I've seen the stink eye or hey, what the hell's going on over there? You know, guy runs a tight ship, and that's fine. I understand. And that. I have no problem with the tight ship, but um, I just hope there's no technical difficulties. There's so much going on with the show. That's the last thing I need is we can't get them connected, and then who the hell knows what I'm gonna do? Uh, I'm Maybe already Kevin stressed. Dexter will be in. You could have him. Uh, <sighs> Out of all people, come on. Oh. oh, don't hate on Dexter. He's a good man. He's got a lot of opinions. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap up the PGP on Perfect that spot. Uh, we had great Halloween intel down there, Joe, that you're just the guy I wanted to go to here. I'm happy I could pay off the bet as well. So thank you for another great PGP as we're now here in the month of November. Hey, anytime. I'm always available. All right. Uh, Joe D., you can follow you where? On Twitter, at Joe D., at Joe D. CBS. And Joe, if I'm looking for any Packers opinions of yours, where can I go? Oh, you could go to LombardiAv.com where I am a featured writer there. And also oh. make sure to tune into our podcast that I'm hosting. Oh, time out. We're not cross-promoting podcasts here. <laughs> but first of all, PGP comes first. PGP, of course, comes first. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CBS, And have a tremendous week and weekend, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.